Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. We were just uh, getting into some nuance of ideology and history and world affairs, talking about how, uh, I mean, in the context of this week's news, the IG report talks about Comey and the email scandal, Hillary's email server and FBI agents texting partisan uh, vitriol and all that kind of stuff. I don't think that's what this is all about. If you look at the recommendations of the IG and you look at the reaction of FBI Director Ray, you will see that what they really want to do is plug leaks and concentrate power at the top. That's part of a longstanding operation that started uh, certainly by the beginning of Obama's second term. And we were talking about how that's important because... The CIA and FBI rank and file really are not in there thinking they're plotting some. um, I do not think they think they're serving the interests of globalist corporations. I think they think they're protecting us. And when they start realizing what's really going on and why they're and that people are going to get hurt because some of the stuff is false flag operations, then uh, you need to make sure they don't they don't get the word out because This whole house of cards relies on the American people believing the official narrative and the mainstream media repeating it. So when you get a really credible source, you have to discredit that source and one or or get rid of that source somehow. And if you can't do that too often, the guy who started this whole avalanche of whistleblowing and retaliation or a prominent story about that was Donald Sockleben, who stopped the second underwear bomber from doing his thing and it came out that that guy was a british intelligence agent so the reason the fbi guy knew about it is because it was an inside job and then he went to jail for kitty porn on his work computer so maybe he did maybe he didn't but i if i hear that story again about somebody else i'm not going to believe it so what they want is just to be able to so-called plug leaks shut these people up without so much as a uh you know, examination. So, uh, so Binkley, my producer was telling me earlier about how Edward Bernays was charged with kind of propagandizing the CIA in the famous United Fruit coup in Guatemala. And, uh, and we were also talking about how I don't defend the Guatemalan government or the Iranian government for wanting to nationalize these big companies. Now, a lot of those companies went in and, you know, this is the problem with the history of capitalism, so-called capitalism, whatever. If you look at true lawful free market capitalism, it's great. There's a race to the bottom, as they say, where it, it creates the most, the most well-being, the most wealth, the most evenly distributed because there's no government privilege to keep startups and competitors from driving down prices and profits. That's why John T. Rockefeller said competition is a sin. That's the problem is in capitalism. The problem is, is industrialists or corporations, or whatever, capturing uh, real power, like military power. 
and police power and the power of the courts and the power to take your property away or keep you from competing. That's the problem, and it's getting worse all the time. Uh, so I was, you know, but, but for me, a lot of people who say stuff like that are socialists who are like, we have to take the power back. And, uh, and, and I think historically there's a reason for that uh, that's different for Europeans from Americans. Americans always had land. They didn't have to, they weren't serfs or whatever, having to, and then got funneled into factories. We still had land. So if you didn't like the factory, just move out a little further. Go, go west, young man. Whereas in England, that's where the stories, the Oliver Twist, all that, those stories of terrible, um, squalid uh, sweatshops comes from because long ago, their nobility uh, absorbed all the land. It was already, already taken, and they still, to this day, have 99-year leases, so it reverts back to those same families. And what are the regular people supposed to do? There's no way to write that wrong. How did the property get initially owned by these very powerful people? Was it strictly lawful? Are the laws of inheritance strictly just, you know, did they have rules against perpetuities, which does not allow people basically to control land from the grave? It's like my favorite law property. So, so when I hear about people crying out against the global corporations controlling the government, so often they're socialists. It just irritates me. And uh, however, they are right about the bigger picture. So I came upon this thing. It was like four hour podcast. And I listened to the whole thing. I'm amazed to say called Media on Trial. It was out of England. And there was a great, I want to play this great excerpt for you. And then we're going to follow that up with um, a, a, a really terrific find um, Binkley here got uh, that I think goes well with it from from America. So I want to start with, so this is what happens. There's a and a at the end of a four-hour conference in Leeds. And the questioner from the audience says, oh, there are satanic forces that want to destroy humanity. And what are we going to do? You know, it's it's so bad. And I'll tell you, if you're in there trying to find the truth on the internet, that's, you're going to, you are going to get, there's a real occult narrative out there that uh, I don't, you know, you see the Bilderbergers in these crazy outfits worshiping like a burning owl or something. You don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know what is really going on at the highest levels, but I have concluded that it does not matter because our only hope is to defend our own principles here because that's our only defense anyway. It, the question of who's on top of what's going on isn't important. And, uh, and I just loved that this guy had put it put so well, you know, it does smack a little bit of, you know, the socialist, but I liked what he said. And you can take, there are a lot of libertarians who present a counterpoise to the socialist answer, which is less government, not more. Uh, so I just want to hear this guy. Um, Binkley, please play for me clip one. I'm actually going to give you a non-esoteric answer. Um, what seems to be happening, we're losing political control over the most powerful entities on the planet. And you've named people who are, have banking empires. There's banking empires and there's the corporations. They're now able to operate with a system of law which is above that of states. It's above 
what we have any hope of having any political influence over. So what comes to seem perhaps as esoteric is actually could just be a reflection of the fact that power has escaped not only us, it's escaped the so-called most powerful person in the world, the President of the United States. The way these people behave when they get into power, power perhaps in inverted commas, has already been mentioned earlier, that they don't have it. The power actually resides somewhere else where it's not reached by politics, it's not reached by law. And that is the real problem, I think. But to address that problem, it doesn't require, it requires not being made to think that it's esoteric, but made to see for the reality that it is. So there's more to that. Um, but uh, I think that's important. Maybe it's not, um, you know, I think it has a broader meaning than just what we're talking about today in that it's very, I, I feel like so much that we see like on the mainstream media is a diversion. Like this stuff, they all talk about personalities. What is Trump thinking? What is Kim thinking? Really? It doesn't matter. It matters who they're, puppet masters, what they're thinking. And that's what this guy's talking about. But what we see on the mainstream media as this massive diversion, I believe the same thing is going on on the internet for the next, for the other, for the people who don't buy what's going coming out of the glowing box in the living room. That's your mom. You know, your, your parents buy that. It's a double-layer diversion, maybe triple-layer yes. diversion. Yeah, because then there's the other one, which is like Atlantic Magazine, The New Yorker, where you have these smug people all say, like, can you believe the corruption that goes on in the highest levels? Yes, Trump and Russia. I, like, laugh. I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. That's just a soap opera. How can you? But I read it in The Atlantic. So that's for the... You know, the intellectuals. Yeah, Bernays and others do talk about how they target different layers, different types of propaganda towards different types of people. And specifically, prior to World War One, the intellectuals in the universities were targeted because they could use their influence to spread propaganda and they bought, buy into themselves so much. They wouldn't question themselves. And I actually feel like... Uh, we sometimes the stuff I can't make sense of, I feel like is designed for the foreign audience. So when we bombed a hospital in Afghanistan, people in Europe were calling for world government because the U.S. can't be trusted. So we, they're not bombing a hospital in Afghanistan for, for us to hate ourselves. We're just scratching our heads. Boy, we're so incompetent. But it sent a message to the world. We need world government, which is really what these puppet masters want because they're convinced they're going to control it. And you know, I go back and forth and think they already control it, but they're so concerned with what we think. They're so concerned about these leaks. That's what gives me hope that they don't really have a total grip. It's all, you know, in our minds, and it could just switch yeah. in a flash. Uh, and then I want to hear your your clip that I think will bring us kind of back down to the realm of uh, the U.S. here and now. Binkley, right after the break, this is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like... Uh... Your opinion, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We are back. I want to hit the ground running. Is uh, is this Tariq from last week? Yes. Nice. You? you said you would call back? Yes. Are and, you... I, and I'll be quick. Yeah, you I have know a minute you... and a half. Say what you need. Yes, yes. Okay. I've been concerned about the acceleration of our of them 
the, the deep cabal. I don't know if it's international uh, for the last 15, 20 years, especially. And I'm wondering with this realization, and I know Trump, I, you know, I know a lot of people don't like it, but he's, he's really smart. Why do you think, or have you, if you can share with us on, on the radio, because I know it could be risky to say too much. <laughs> why do you think he's not doing exercising his powers, the chief executive to shut down? And I re- shut down the deep state's effort to topple him. I mean, what do you think is the real reason? Because I don't think it's just because he has a lot of rhinos and you have progressives that are actually Republicans, too, because he definitely has the constitutional right. Because I'm really concerned. I'm really concerned. In fact, it's really scary because I I knew things were corrupt, but I've learned the last few years that it's really worse than I think not only myself, but a lot of Americans have thought. Well, I'm about to tell you that I think it's worse than you even think now, because on the one hand, there's two possibilities. One is that like Wilson, Obama and Carter, they they can put in power. So he didn't get to power by himself. People think he did. He spent no money. Jeff Zucker of CNN said he's the scariest thing a Democrat could ever see. That got him elected. So they put people. So he was put in power, in my opinion. And uh, what they do is they put people in power who have such tremendous egos, they can't believe they're being fooled. And then they surround them. He's surrounded by a lot of Democrats. They surround them with people who blow smoke. I mean, Trump has said he doesn't have a computer. He's not doing his own research. So it is possible that he's in a bubble and he's being manipulated. Uh, The other possibility is that he's in on it. And... uh, that would be pretty deep state, if you ask me. We can talk about that some more. I love that you call back, Tariq. Um, let's see what we got next. i got to think about it through the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. I love your show. Uh, you give so much tremendous information. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We are in the home stretch. I'm your libertarian voice on Saturdays from 3 to 6 here on WSB. And uh, we always have a lot to cover because our rights and protections are under constant attack. And, uh, and we only have a few hours a week to try to beat that back. And really, I'm just trying to alert you to what the, the my opinion that basically all the news stories are meant to get our, pol- our buy-in to policies that are against our interests. And this week, it's the IG report. I think that they're just trying to uh, be able to operate kind of black ops or s- gray ops uh, behind a behind a curtain. They don't want us to see behind. But before the break, I had a call from Tariq, and uh, I'm I'm think I cut you short. So so your question, Tariq, was why doesn't Trump fight back? And I said maybe you know I had I had some answers. I'm not sure you like them. What do you think? Yeah, I haven't heard the answers yet, but I, I will say this. I did think that that was one of the possibilities that he is an international oligarch, and they, you know, a lot of them in bed together. But, but the bottom line, no matter how complex it is, I, I tend to think more towards how can we do to push back. And I think one of the biggest things we need to do, because that whole movement's been accelerating for over 100 years. And it's really accelerated the last 60 or so. Are I you talking about to... what 
um, Churchill called the High Cabal, which is basically Cecil Rhodes and Rockefellers and Rothschilds or whatever the families are now, uh, really have are you know have a monopoly on diamonds and oil and finance and all that and and really are consolidating world power through yes. these and, they, and I think they're using yeah. the progressive international yes. movements like globalism what yes. et cetera et cetera to to try to achieve that. I think we need to do a massive education because a lot they've dumbed us down, especially they took rhetoric out of school uh decades ago. And we we really don't have a lot. Of, most of us don't have a clue. And Dude, the only wait. way we're going to stop them, we got to we got to learn our history, uh, not just in our country, but if, but but America is the big apple. I would say an old musician term to describe New York. We're the we're the last to me the last big apple in the world or the biggest apple in the world. And when we fall even further, then they know it's it's a done deal. So Dude. we need to educate ourselves. You know okay, what I mean? Listen. History. Hold on. Hold on. You're going too fast because okay. you hit on these things that like were my aha moments. Last week you were like, yeah, you got to go back to Aristotle and Plato, which my aha moment. And um, you don't learn this stuff in school. And you said they took rhetoric out of education. That was an aha moment for me. I reflected. So I told you last week I have these Ivy League credentials and I got heckled on Twitter like, oh, you're always dropping names. I'm only saying this because I did not learn the real truth. And I would look back and say, I got these these this crazy education and I don't even know anything. And then and because of that, I discovered stumbled upon the trivium, which is the it's grammar, logic and rhetoric. It's the three part classical education. The fans, the senators all go to the schools that they still teach rhetoric because it's the art of persuasion. It's the art of influence. But they don't want us to know not only how to influence, but how we're being influenced. Binkley's shaking his head. Go ahead. What do you got? Yeah, they go to these private schools, these boarding schools that cost $50,000 a year and teach them rhetoric. They teach them multiple languages. They teach them acting classes. These are like required classes at a lot of these schools. Yeah, and, and but the public doesn't have it. Yeah. Also, you said that we're the last ones, Tariq, and I think me, you're, you're right. To me, we're the biggest. We are. We're, it's, I'm in the NRA, too, but it's like we're the last biggest hope. And, and the bottom line, you know, if, if, if we can't find a way to push that our education, because they don't really want us to know. You know, I went to, I'm a graduate of Georgia Tech. I have a master's and an undergraduate degree, and I used, to, I used to even teach there. But they don't teach you that stuff. They, they teach you how to be a good engineer or whatever. Or I know some doctors, they, and I tell them, well, why, I've asked them, why don't they get more into preventive medicine? And they tell me, they don't teach you that. And we, see, we know what's going on, but a lot of us are so, uh, so miseducated that they get emotional. That's why it's so easy to manipulate the masses. They get emotional, all these little diversions. I see yeah. that even in my own family and friends, trust me, I see it. And they don't, you know, it's really a problem. You know? They don't want to have the discourse. But I'll also say why I think we're the last stand is if the whole world took all the guns away, except for us, we had the last chance to defend ourselves with our Second Amendment rights. No other country, they're not going to send the jackboots into people's houses and suppress them politically, even if their entire populations are unarmed, because then we would take notice of that and never give up our arms. They have to wait until they've gotten our rights away before they let 
uh, all the dominoes fall. So that was an excellent point. And your idea about progressivism being the catalyst for all this, it's not only a catalyst because of the way they have that Marxist, um, cultural Marxist way of thinking, but um, the progressivism brought in this era of industrial regulation, which is the way these big companies protect themselves from competition. This is a Rockefeller baby, and you can see it in these crazy stories that are coming out of Europe. It's so funny because I've been talking about regulatory barriers of entry for years, and Google comes out. There's a Wall Street Journal article that says, Google inadvertently will benefit from new EU privacy rules because they're the only ones big enough to be able to afford it. So, and they're raising the bar so that any upstart will have to have a much higher level of compliance than otherwise thought possible because Google's demonstrating that a very, very big guy can do it. And that's spreading here. We're voluntarily adopting these rules. But I'm just, uh, I'm just pointing out that we probably come to these conclusions from different point of views, but I think that if you've got your eyes open, you will arrive at the truth, which is why I'm not afraid of communism or my kids like free thinking, trying things on because ultimately it fails and your logic will, will demonstrate its failure. If you're honest with yourself, I could talk to you forever, Tariq, but I promise Binkley some airtime here. And, uh, and that great clip that you sent me, um, Oh no, wait, Tariq, don't hang up. Uh, I Binkley, what do you think? Should we, should we play the, um, Stacey Abrams one or, do you want? Do you think we should play the CFR? Let's play one? the CFR one. Okay. All right, Tariq, you can hang up. I wanted to prove to you, but it'll come up another time. Thank you very much for the call. That um, that the Trump phenomenon is either meant to be used or is certainly being used to galvanize this blue wave. But yeah. there'll be time for that as this uh, as this as the tide goes out. I think these both complement what he's saying. All right, so I so this is tell me set this up and let me hear it. Set it up. Tell me what you got. This is Richard Stingle. He's speaking at a CFR event called Combating Disinformation and Fake News. Richard is on, the former do it. CFR is the Council on Foreign yeah. Relations. It is if you want to say there's a high cabal, um this is it. Uh doesn't like Condoleezza Rice and Stacey Abrams belong to it? I mean, isn't yes. it kind of like both ends of the spectrum? Everybody from stem to stern. This is where this is the kind of ground zero for the deep state is the CFR. This is where the, unelected powerful people get together. Yes, to this is policy. where globalists get together and talk about how to control governments. And literally, it, literally, yeah. it's actually in that um, document that Heidi Cruz and William Weld co-authored or whatever on the committee to author about the North American Union where they said, if we want to get the legislators on board, we need to tutor them by having these uh, non-legislative things like the Bilderberg Group go in there and get them all on the same page for how to institute, uh, you know, full whatever, basically make it one big country. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, and this guy who's speaking was also the former editor of Time, and he worked for the he was the undersecretary of the state department for public diplomacy and public affairs for obama so he was pretty pretty powerful guy okay and this is a cfr seminar for educators for like college professors yeah this, this is educators and they're talking about media literacy curriculum and, and oh. how to move forward oh i told you i told you when i went to these open houses for my daughters um she was applying to private schools 
they were all had the exact same talking points for media literacy. Remember the three keys to verifying a source? Remember uh, what they are? What were they? Authority, authority, and yeah. authority. <laughs> and I said they're all saying the exact same stuff. There's a memo, and this is this is the memo. This right. is where you go to get your marching orders. And it's just like when your hairdresser goes to the seminar. You know, there's a conference in Denver. You know, you go and everybody finds out. Not you. But Everybody gets the same haircut after that. No, they get the new techniques, and yeah. then they know what they're doing. You pay extra for those guys. That's what this is. This is the hairdresser seminar for uh, Right. For That's propaganda. exactly what it is. Yes. Yeah, it's like continuing education for right. them. Thank you. Sorry I had to dumb it down. I just wanted to <laughs> understand what we were talking about here because, you know, it's always in the same blue background and the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? So now that we know, these guys are passing out to the educators how to think about media. Right. Yeah, and he was asked a question about master narratives. One of the uh, women that was at the uh, at the conference, she asked, "How do you handle the narratives that are often false news, but a nation continues to tell a narrative that's not completely true?" Okay. So that was the premise of the the question. Okay. And here is his answer. There's another word for master narratives. It's called history. <laughs> Basically. Every country creates their own narrative story. And, and, you know, my old job at the State Department was what people used to joke as the chief propagandist job. We haven't talked about propaganda. Propaganda, I'm not against propaganda. Every country does it, and they have to do it to their own population. Wow. Yes. And interesting, interesting enough, he also, when he worked at the State Department... He um, he helped organize the foreign counter propaganda with a special focus on Russia. Funny. Here's something interesting. He said it's on their own population. I think that we kind of swap populations. Like we'll do it to the UK, and the UK will do it to us. I I really believe that. And and there were examples in the news. I feel like today where. You know, maybe just as simple as the steel dossier or whatever, yeah. you know. But um, if I may uh, usurp your role, Binkley, and read another tweet. Go for it. Me, from Mysterio. We are absolutely a low-info populace. Every generation has been indoctrinated to believe our government is always righteous. History has shown us that this is far from the truth. So he sent this tweet before you read that, but... That's what, you know, I, that's what this guy is getting at. This guy is getting at, that's a good thing. We need that. Yeah, and this is for, this is how we're going to handle media literacy education. The guy's promoting the use of propaganda. I'm dumbstruck. Maybe I'll recover on the break. Let's take a break. All right. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. It's a man house! A man house! On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Wrapping it up, but uh, Bigly, didn't you cite some breaking news off the CNN website? Just yes, I did. First of all, <laughs> happy Father's Day, Dan, if you're listening. Aww. The breaking news is, it's been breaking for quite some time. <laughs> and it's news for sure. Exactly. The, the headline with a giant picture for Trump, separating families is just a ploy. And then there's a picture of a baby screaming as two adults <laughs> loom over her, which they've been screaming a lot about, you know, 
Trump separating children from their families. If they really cared about children being separated from their parents, then they'd be protesting Stacey Abrams' education <laughs> platform. Cradle to career, right? Right. Three Age is zero. Too late. No, four is too late. Yeah, way too late. And she wants a constitutional amendment to that effect, right? Government's going to be delivering the babies. Yikes. <laughs> but that really is separating families. And I remember from that tragedy and hope by Carol Quigley, like kind of the first big re revelation of the deep state, he talked about how the way to change a culture is to separate kids from families. And we see that. We see that from one of the ways was drafts, the draft. I see like sleepaway college for as being that. I tell my kids, don't, don't go away. And they're like, oh, we don't have to. I'm like, right. You know, they like my cooking. I spoil them rotten. You know what I mean? Why let them get away? Like, well, I didn't, I didn't put all this effort in so that they could leave and never come back. But that's what the point is, I think, in part. And uh, and he also said technology will do it, which of course that yeah. is definitely the biggest wedge between my children and me right now. <laughs> is technology? I'm going to get them back though. Oh. Anyway, so what? Uh, so why don't you tell people maybe some episodes they can listen to of our podcast uh, relevant to what we talked about today. Go to propagandareportdaily.com, subscribe on the little icon, and you can find you can find episode 97 about James Comey. Or 97 is about... No, it's 95. It's about James Comey. So check that one out. We'll tweet it out. All right. Sounds great. And uh, we will be back next week, Saturday from 3 to 6. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Binkley. This is Monica Perez. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.